nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry-free. Hi, I'm Macaulay Jones. Dick Johnson from DJR Team Penske, and you're on Inside Supercar. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel. And we've got one of the uh, long-standing names of uh, the V8 and touring cars and Australian touring cars and Shell Australian touring cars in Steve Richards, son of Jim, father of Clay and Priya, and husband to Angelo. Steve, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Thanks, Craig. Good to, good to be on. Nice to catch up with you both. Indeed, indeed. And fun, funnily enough, I mean, I've been spotting the post that uh, I think Priya is the media manager for the uh, Richards uh, campaign, but um, Clay's uh, obviously starting very heavily into his career as a, a racing driver. Um, only just left school, has he? No, actually Clay left school um, a few years ago now. He's, he's 20. Um, he left at the end of, end of year 11, and he's in the third yep. year of his apprenticeship as a as a mechanic, so um, you know we we had always kind of intended to to go down the path of doing a bit of state level Formula Ford, um, and we were going to get a little bit more seriously involved uh, in 2020. But of course, that uh, this, that was all all put on hold through through COVID, and you see the getting a bit of a crack. But we've taken on the Toyota 86 as well as Formula Ford. And that's been, been great for Clay. We've been able to get lots of mileage. We've got great partnerships involved, family family partnerships involved with Shannon's insurance. And um, it's been a lot of fun. So nowadays, rather than the, the driving, um, I'm more involved in the spannering and looking after the cars and preparing the cars from, from our workshop here at home. And um, the whole family's involved because Priya, Priya looks after all of the social media content that he puts out and looks after our all of our partners and, it, and it's just a lot of fun yeah that's wonderful Priya of course has uh, built quite a reputation as a horsewoman hasn't she <laughs> yeah over the years she she's taken up the other type of horsepower um, from from sort of when she was a uh, I don't know I suppose she was seven or eight um, and, and and continues that as an interest never really had an interest in the in the motorised version, um, but but definitely loves to, to get out on the horse when she can um, as she's sort of been growing up. But she's finding it a little bit more difficult nowadays as a 19-year-old and, and, again, has left school and is trying to sort of forge her path with her own um, videography and content. I wouldn't say it's quite a business yet, but she's doing a bit of work for a few um, notable people around the, around the supercars paddock and... Um, and gaining some great experience. So, uh, yeah, everyone's pretty well heavily involved. I, I can so remember your kids uh, back in, uh, I think it would have been the early 2000s, in the back corner of the uh, Bathurst paddock um, when uh, your two kids were about probably five or six years old and I'd be parked up not far from your motorhome. And uh, I can so remember them so well. 
Um, <laughs> That's right. We're, make- we've all we're, we're, we've all been from that era, haven't we, Craig? Yes, indeed. It's uh, <laughs> making us feel old. When I I think uh, first meeting you running Oscar, well, it might even been before the Oscar days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Back in the Formula Four days and production cars and pieces. So oh, it's been great, fantastic. Still, still to have that link involved in the in the sport it's fantastic you drove for a number of the high power teams i mean uh, let's just cover off the one that's the obvious one in that uh, you and your father have got 12 batters wins between you 21 podium finishes there it's uh, quite a legacy to have um and i imagine that you know when when clay he'll be making his batters debut this year or has he already uh, look, no, actually, Clay Clay made his Bathurst debut in the in the first round of the Toyota 86 series this year. We were lucky enough to get the the car that we're competing in late last year. It gave us about two weeks' notice to get up there to do Challenge Bathurst. So Clay Clay had um, eyes as wide as dinner plates in his first first session around the mountain. Um, but it was it was a, a great benefit to coming back. In um, in February for him to to sort of know his way around the place. So yeah, he's already done a few laps at Bathurst. He's, he's actually through probably over the last couple of years. He's been to most of the Victorian circuits and um, some of the New South Wales circuits through through some Formula Ford testing and whatnot. But now now he's actually getting to sink his teeth into some racing, and that that's that's at the end of the day that's where he really needs to get gain experiences in the racing. And this year, that's both Formula Ford and the Toyota 86 series is enabling us to do that. I, I'm sure that the one thing that uh, uh, your father has, and I, I, I know you have as well, and I'm sure that you'll imbue it into your son, is that love of competition. It's not about winning. It's about being out there competing. It's finishing a race, racing closely with somebody and not having to bang panels in order to to maintain your position. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think everyone starts their their respective motor racing careers, you know, through you know, it starts as fun. You 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 kick off in go-karts, off you go and if you're lucky enough you you can climb up through the various rungs of the ladder so to speak in the in the motorsport industry, but um yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we're in, it's it's like anything clay, you know, go out and get some experience. Have a lot of fun, do some learning, and at the end of the day, if you can come out of that with a result, then that's a bonus. And I, you know, I've always said that the the best the best part about motor racing is is the racing. You know, when you actually get in there, and you've got to try and try and outsmart and outdrive and outthink someone around you. That that that's the bit that matters at the end of the day. Um, you know, your results and I guess you're standing in the in the sport and your performance is all measured off your, your races. You know, qualifying is one thing. You know, it's great to start at the front of the grid and obviously that's very important, but there's nothing like being a good racer. One thing I've noticed over the years, Stephen, and you've gone through this recently, which I went through it at the other end as uh, Clay has gone through it and probably as you went through it yourself, and that is the the racing parents and the racing dads. I know having a racing family, my father just did not care what the result was and didn't care if you went out and raced or not. He just was there to help. How do you look at what you're doing and then you look 
across and you see these fathers that are just going absolutely ballistic at their sons, at their performance, at the cart or the car, do you you take a pause and go, oh, my goodness, there's something fundamentally wrong with that? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, everyone everyone is doing it for different reasons and and probably not so much now in in car racing but but definitely in in karting prior to doing what we're doing now there are, there's no doubt that there are some dads that are trying to live their their dreams through their kids and yeah look I've seen some pretty unfortunate things over the time but um, you know I've been I, I, I guess in some ways I've been very lucky that play through myself and through dad we've grown up in the sport we sort of know what's required and therefore you know we don't you know we go out we go out just to enjoy ourselves and have fun and if there are results on the back of that then that's a bonus there's no there's no extra pressure on play to do anything else and probably sometimes some of the some of the other families in go-karts at a younger age you know, maybe there's some frustrations there that they're that they're you know living through their kids. But look, you know, the the great thing about um, even karting, there's a lot of people supporting um, at administration level and club racing level, and they don't stand for that sort of stuff. So um, it gets it gets washed out pretty quickly. Steve, over your well, you start you made your debut in '96, and then came after a trip to England for a period, competing in the uh, Toka series. You made your debut full time again then in '99. Is correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So you did 13 seasons full time, um, and and drove for some of the mega teams and and got those Bathurst wins. And you know, I th- still think you're the only man who uh, had back to back wins in Holmes and Fords. Um, but over that time period, I, I understand that you were involved in uh, the start um, for I think it was the second occasion of what was supposed to be a driver's association. Do you know that there is those conversations are starting again now? Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of it. I've sort of been involved in a, in a couple of conversations more recently on on that situation. And um, yeah, look, I, I you know back in the back in the early two thousands um, when when things were going strong, the sport was moving pretty quickly. Um, I, I felt, along with another, another, a number of other drivers, that there was a need to have some form of representation um, at, at at supercars level. Um, not in any way was it ever meant to to be anything other than, you know, having a having a voice for things like sporting regulations for for safety. Um, for for helping the sport move forward, that was really what we wanted to be a part of. Um, there were lots of decisions being made at the time that that we thought, you know, with with the help of you know maybe one or two or three experienced drivers with, within that decision making process, that that there was some real value that we could have created and 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 perhaps even you know been able to shortcut a few of the a few of the problems. That, that used to come about through different things, race formats and, and other bits and pieces. So, yeah, but um, over over the course of time, we, we actually established it. We, we went and saw lawyers. We paid a lot of money to form an association. Um, we had probably 60% of the drivers actually fi- financial members of that association. 
and and we felt that it was a, a way that we could move forward. Na- naturally enough, well, I'm not sure naturally enough, but it was met with a little bit of resistance and probably the other 40% of the drivers that, that didn't sign up weren't because they didn't want it to be a part of it. It was because they they fell under a bit of pressure from their from their team owners or or people at play um, for them not to be a part of it. So yeah, look, there were there were some hurdles. In in the end, it sort of fizzled out because I think um, you know it was it was difficult to get a, a, a foothold um, with with supercars. There was a lot of a lot of reluctance um, to to give any sort of um, voice for the drivers i think they the teams and and um potentially the, the the heads of supercars at the time thought that we were going to become a faction and a splinter group and, and work in the best interests of our financial viability um rather than the sport which was which was never what it was supposed to and, and never what it was foreseen to be but um anyway um I, I think it's a great idea if if it can get up and running you know, there's definitely some learnings to come from our time where we tried to establish it, and and one of the big ones there is is time. You know, um, being a driver in this sport is hard because because it does take a lot of your time. You have a lot of commitments with with various parties within the team, within supercars, and and then therefore we found that it was really hard to to keep things moving because. Our, uh, I guess our 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 parties within the, the association that were handling the handling the day to day runnings always had to put the association on the back burner because they had their own things to look after. So, yeah, look, I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to know um, how everyone sort of thinks. It, it's going to move forward. Maybe there's some attitudes that have changed now. Um, it'd, it'd be interesting to know. We spoke to David Reynolds on our previous show and he was he was talking about some of those things that you've just mentioned about the pressures on current drivers and thought that maybe the person driving uh, or the head of the association actually needs to be a retired driver, a, a recently retired driver who can who has the time to do that coordination and to help keep things moving as you put it. There's no question that that would be a way a way forward, and, and even back in 2003, we had a we had a um, we had meetings with the AFL Players Association to see how they had established um, their players' association. Naturally, it, it, it's a bit bigger of an animal than what what supercars uh, is, but you know it, it turns out it turned out to be a great win for for the AFL. You know now the AFL Players Association. Handles the the player contracts. Um, they handle a lot of the the day to day stuff that probably doesn't need to be um, looked after by the media. I mean, don't get me wrong. A- AFL, the AFL is is um, you know it's a it's a lot bigger entity than what Supercars is. But Supercars should have a representation at at athlete slash player slash driver level um, that that can have a voice because it's it's one. You know, just about every other sport in the world does have that form of association. Um, yeah, and it'd be interesting to see see how it could be implemented moving forwards. But you know, having someone having someone to be able to control that 
is um, would be a definite benefit. But unfortunately, I think um, you know it would have to be a paid position because I don't know of any, you know, I don't know of any retired drivers that are just sort of sitting around twiddling their thumbs. Um, looking for something to do, you know they've all moved on and they're doing their own things. They're all very busy people, and um, you know how, how do you generate that sort of income and revenue? And maybe there's a maybe there's a case to be able to do that. I'm not sure. Are the documents still available that can be given to the interested modern drivers? Oh, look. To be honest, Craig, it it would have to be re-established. As a, as a, it, it was all closed down. Um, our association was all finalised and shut down. It, it wasn't. It was really only active for two years, um, and it was formally closed back in 2011. And in actual fact, the the funds and there was about. Um, I'll just I'll just going back a bit. I think we had two or three years of, of payment from a, from quite a number of drivers and in the end the, the funds that were left over in the bank actually went to um, Jason Richards' wife Charlotte um, when Jason passed away so we sort of offered that as a bit of a donation to, to the foundation um, for, for Jason and um, but in, a, in, official, in an official capacity that, that association's closed so um, any association wouldn't have to go through the, the the normal legalities of how an association is formed, get the get the correct advice, and and have that re-established. Given Steve that uh, while you're not currently driving, and you know if the opportunity comes up, I can imagine something in GTs. There'd be plenty of people uh, who'd uh, line up to get you in their car. Um, is is one of your hopes and ambitions to uh, race alongside your son, whether it be in 86s or Hyundai Excels at Bathurst or something like that? Is that something that you'd like to aim towards? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I like, I like the idea of it at some point to be able to, to have a drive with, with Clay and, you know, that, that, that could that could happen at some point. Of sort of, at the moment, it's not um, high on the agenda and I, and I only say that because, you know, I'm, I'm sort of busily establishing a, a different career path at the moment, uh, but that's giving me the ability to, to help Clay and do the things we want to do with Clay on the weekend. So, um, yeah, look, I would love to. You know, it, you know, it's something that I did with my my dad um, and we had a, you know, we probably one of the highlights of my career is uh, has been finishing second with, with dad at Bathurst in 1997. So, you know, I'd like nothing better to be able to do something like that. I don't think that's probably possible nowadays because the the age of uh, respective drivers has dropped probably by ten to fifteen years um, since since I was a young fella doing that with Dad. Um, but yeah, for sure, maybe who knows? Production car, Bathurst six hour. I mean, we've got a Toyota eighty six there. We could do it in. Um, there's probably a number of avenues where you can do it nowadays I, I'm not sure I'm not sure if it'll ever happen at the highest level but um, yeah you, you, you never know you never know what might happen in the future I, I think, distinctly remember um, it wasn't the year obviously you shared with your father it was when you were driving one of Larry's cars and Jim was driving one of Gary's uh, and it was coming down into turn one at Bathurst so I remember you two swapping panels fairly fairly uh, healthily it was a memorable yeah. moment in the father-son relationship. 
Yeah, there were there were there were a number of times over that period where we raced against one another and with one another, and, and particularly at Bathurst, we we kind of seemed to end up on the podium together or in the same car or or on the podium in other cars together. And um, yeah, that was two thousand and three um, at Bathurst. And um, late late in the race, with about two laps to go, I think Dad threw it up the inside of me into into turn one. Broke unbelievably late, tore the tore the left hand side mirror off, went a little bit too deep, and I I crossed over and passed him going back up mountain straight. So yeah, I mean, geez, those sorts of things, um, you know, they're 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 great memories for me, and you only ref- you only really start to appreciate those when you're reflecting on them after you've finished. Uh, racing and and you know both both dad and I getting older and, and and now Clay coming through you probably reflect on a, on that a little bit more but yeah look we you know that was I think I was yeah I was driving for Larry Perkins dad was driving for Holden Racing Team um, he had an unbelievable day the day before in qualifying he made, he made the shootout and actually out qualified Scafi as a co-driver and put it third on the grid so. Um, yeah, that that was a pretty special weekend for 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 Dad and and for me because of those things. So um, yeah, great times. I'm sure that there'd be tens of thousands, maybe more, of Australians very glad that your father made the decision back in the 70s to move to Australia because not only did he give us his great results, but yours as well, and enjoy watching you over many many years. Stephen, thank you very much for joining us inside Supercars. Look forward to watching Clay over the next few years and certainly uh, seeing his progress up the ranks. Um, thank you for joining us Inside Supercars and giving us your insight into that time um, and uh, look forward to meeting up at a racetrack. What, what's your next race meeting with Clay? Yeah, thanks, Tony. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, um, the next one for us is the Victorian Stakes Series for Formula Ford in the middle of May and then two weeks after that we've got the second round of the, the Toyota Gazoo Racing Australia 86 Series up at um, up at Winton with the supercars. So, yeah, there's plenty of plenty of racing for us coming up. That, that's at Phillip Island before Winton, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, at Phillip Island, Victorian State Series at Phillip Island. Yep. All right. Well, I certainly look forward to catching up with you there. Thank you, Stephen Richards, for joining us on Inside Supercars. Craig Revell and Tony Whitlock, thank you again. Thanks. See you, guys. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.